0: Hi. Hi. Okay. So, first, um, Esteri, I'm going to introduce Celio Bordine so he can start his drawing. Um, he is an artist from Italy who transforms our chats for humanizing the icon into live works of art. He's a perception artist and um, super talented. So, hello, Celio.
1: Hi, hey, ciao Jennifer, ciao Esri, uh, nice to meet you, and uh, today is another game, very nice, I'm excited, and we work vertical with purple, sepia, and black, and we saw WhatsApp.
0: Okay, thank you, Chelio, okay, I'm going to okay. mute, so for Instagram, um, Chelio is on our Facebook Live. And if you missed his art on Instagram, you can see it on the YouTube channel later in the full episode. Okay, so Esri, don't worry about which screen. You can look wherever you want. You look beautiful on okay. both screens. If you want to look Thank in you. Instagram, that's fine. If you want to look <laughs> in the computer, it's fine. It's like having an audience. <laughs>
2: you can right. play both. <laughs> an audience of ourselves. Hi, hi. <laughs>
0: You look amazing. Um, Thanks, baby. So do you. So good to
2: see you.
0: It's so good to see you. It's uh, Mm -hmm. it's been a while. I thought that like we would start with our backstory because it's just Mm -hmm. it's it's kind of epic. It's kind Um, of a fun one. Okay, so first, tell us what you are up to. You're in Nashville right now.
2: Yes, you're an artist. um, Right now, oh, I use that term loosely just because I feel like that term has a weird stigma to it that kind of pigeonholes you into a certain category, so um I am an artist, but I usually am an artist to my for myself. But fortunately right now I am creating with a team, a musical team that does a lot of film and TV projects. So um, I'm writing for a feature right now and I have a couple of television series right now that we're working on too. So it's fun because we're allowed to create art based on what other people's inspiration is. It's not just something that might come up in my boring life or whatever, (laughs) it's okay. It's focused around whatever it is that they're wanting. So it gives us a kind of a, an always revolving door of, um, inspiration that we can use.
0: So, Beautiful. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, It's fun to collaborate, right? Bring in like fresh vision, get out of your own head a little bit.
2: Mm -hmm. Yeah. I mean, it's just, it's, it's actually my go-to. I've always been sort of, uh, the person that's introduced to the project to maybe just kind of, Shine a light on whatever their inspiration is supposed to be. Maybe not bring my own to it, baby, just to kind of bring out what the other person is wanting to pull out and mm-hmm. make that be the focus.
0: Yeah, I can see mm-hmm. you being good at that because you're so intuitive, like being able to really see the vision through another person's
2: lens hmm And sometimes they're so inside of it that they, they are so passionate about it. Maybe they can't grab exactly what it is they're trying to, or they are feeling inside of here. It's like really just taking it from in here and then putting it out there. That's what, you know, filmmakers do. You know this.
3: Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. absolutely. Same
2: and so, songwriting.
0: Yes. And so when we met, which we, I think we figured out was about 13 years ago,
2: mm-hmm.
0: you were really focused on um, singing at that time right you right know, I, was I was living in New York
2: mm-hmm.
0: and yeah. Um, yeah what do you remember
3: <laughs>
2: um, well that was I was actually in Manhattan studying film and theater at least Strasbourg at the time and I was um, kind of like just kind of uh with that I was over the whole acting thing and just so saturated in that that I wanted to get back to music because I'm from Nashville of course you know mm-hmm. and so I always grew up around music and so um I got plugged into the Songwriters Uh-oh. Hall of Fame then oh can you not hear me something
0: something happens okay you're back you're back okay <laughs> so you wanted so to I, get back to music
2: Right, I wanted to get back to music then, and I was plugged into the Songwriters Hall of Fame, and um, that's when I showcased with Lady Gaga and started working you know, with her group of management. And then I met you when I was singing Back Up with Moby, and then I was about to go to Sundance, right? Yes, yes. <laughs> let's make sure you we don't lose your,
0: let's not lose your head in the other frame, just so you know.
2: Oh, okay. Thank yeah, you, Mr. Director. A, I appreciate it. Yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Otherwise, you're perfect. it's perfect. Um, yeah, so I had just um, actually acted in and kind of co-directed with a really close friend of mine an art piece called Toto Inata um, in New York that we were about to show in um, a gallery setting and I went into that store Art & B in Manhattan mm-hmm. And you were working there
3: mm-hmm. and
0: literally styled me for this gallery opening. And that was it. Yeah. And then several months later, cause you had thrown a gift card or something into the bag.
3: Yeah. <laughs> right, right after,
0: um, right before Sundance, I went in to get some earrings with that card. That card had expired. I couldn't get the earrings, but you were there working and mm-hmm. I was like, oh, I remember you and I'm getting ready to go to Sundance. And you said you were too. And right. so we exchanged information and like, I think we fell in love in Sundance. Yeah. <laughs> I think we got together like right at the end of the festival. Yeah, you were there singing back up with the Little Death of Moby. Mm-hmm. I was there with a documentary I helped make um, on the Palestinian hip hop movement. On Hip Hop. Mm-hmm. And we met at the, at the very end. And the people that we went to dinner with were like, oh, how many years have you guys known each other? <laughs> and we were like, this is the first time we're hanging out.
2: <laughs> but it feels like forever. <laughs> it felt like they were like, what? Yeah. You
0: guys haven't been friends for 10 years? <laughs>
2: yeah. That was really,
0: really special.
2: Now, and- I'm sorry, though. I have to say, I haven't seen your um, hip hop documentary. So now I absolutely have to see it. <laughs>
0: Oh, it wasn't mine. I actually supported the producers in fundraising, um, and Mm -hmm. some producerial stuff, and then also produced the premiere party in Sundance for that movie. But it wasn't, you know, a creative endeavor of mine, but I was really passionate about the the subject matter and and wanted Mm -hmm. to support it. So yeah, you should watch it anyway, but
2: yeah, for sure. (laughs) And then,
0: um, you and I creatively collaborated on a music video for a track that you wrote Mm -hmm. that has disappeared from the internet, (laughs) but I want to find
2: it. Well, that was, I remember when you told me that you were going, you're interested in shooting a music video and, um, you were talking about maybe doing something with your other friends or other artists. And I said, well, I've recorded some stuff in Nashville or you know, would you just take a listen or what do you think? And then you took a listen to that song and you went, oh, this song, I love this song. And then you chose to do the video for that, which I was super touched by. And then not only that, but my son was in that video because I was pregnant while we shot that video. Yeah,
0: and that was a big thing, was that you wanted to have something before um, you were about to, like, really give birth, mm-hmm. and I had just done my first short film. I was just starting out as a director, and it seemed like we had some good creative juices flowing between us, so that, mm-hmm. was, that was a really magical time to create something with you while you were pregnant mm-hmm. um, in, like, such an incredible friendship. And I got to sleep in your bed with you while yeah. you were pregnant.
2: And you fed me. You always got me food. You and your brother would always bring food for me if I needed it. Thank God. Do you remember yeah. what I used
0: to eat? You would eat dry oatmeal from the package.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: And also McDonald's. In
2: McDonald's. <laughs> yeah. So there was McDonald's across the street. Thank God. You'd call
0: me when I was coming home from something and be like, hey, do
2: you mind picking up and I was like, "Yeah,
0: that's
3: cool." Please, um, please pick up food.
0: <laughs> exactly. So I think that, like, in a way, that sort of brings us to where we are in terms of the theme that we were discussing on the phone about right. this paradigm of um, what what the patriarchal paradigm, like, what that what those words even resonate to you as you and I are talking as two female artists that have supported each other. Mm-hmm. Um, do want to continue to do so, and we were discussing within this patriarchal paradigm: are there are there women also perpetuating some of these patterns and cycles that we're trying to um, break free of or mm-hmm. eradicate? So, and you brought up an amazing point, which is that these words resonate differently just culturally, where you're sitting in Nashville compared to where I'm sitting in LA. So what do these terms bring up for you? Patriarchal paradigm, patterns, that kind of
2: thing. Um, Well, I feel like when we touch on the word feminism, that's coming from the South, that it, it kind of, can, be, can resonate a little negatively here, even though I believe that I'm a feminist. But when you look at the definition of feminism, it is just basically for females to be treated as respectfully or in the same respect as you would treat a male. It's not saying that we have the same muscle, matter or structure or we're as strong or we're as, you know, you know whatever, macho, I don't even know, but it's just saying that we deserve the same respect that men do. So, but I feel like in the South that it sort of has a more negative connotation, like it's women trying to unfairly position themselves above men, or uh, it's, Mm. it's like a weird fear that men have that like women are going to uprise and you know they're gonna get what they deserve or something like that. But to really, me just, I feel like it. It I feel like wow. it does like resonate in a fearful manner to some men. I feel like they think, oh, what is this? Oh, she's a feminist. That means she's like out to destroy masculinity. And it's like, mm-hmm. no, I just I just want femininity, uh, this energy, to be appreciated as much as that the other energy is appreciated. And I feel like you were bringing up something um, in your, the way that you were looking at masculine and female energy, and you brought up a really uh, good definition and point the other day. Could you share that with me really quick? What the masculine and the feminine?
0: Yeah, we were talking about what are the traits that we equate to the masculine energy and also the feminine energy, because as whole beings, we embody both, the masculine and the feminine. So when those things are in balance, what are we actually talking about, you know? And so we were saying maybe, you know, the masculine is um, the really ambitious, action-oriented energy that goes and does you know and we as a culture have been operating predominantly with that energy we're in a very ambitious era in a very go get it kind of era um so if that's not in balance we can lean more aggressive or passive aggressive whether in the form of abuse as we think of it physically or uh, manipulation or whatever form that takes
2: whereas the and feminine that, and, energy- that's a ma- oh, and that's a masculine energy Yeah, this
0: like ambitious, very like practical, go get it, action-oriented energy, which we have and we want, but we were talking about when that's not in balance, when that's, you know, dominating. Versus the feminine, which is known to be more of the, the, the magnetic, receptive, nurturing, manifesting, um doesn't have to so aggressively go get can kind of like hone and call in and diversify in terms of strategizing um and then we use our masculine energy to execute that strategy you know so when we are predominantly operating with the masculine it seems like we're all just in this frenetic like i have to get this done i have to be productive not realizing we can call it in we can take a breath we can be in that like maternal nurturing very strong feminine energy that the man also embodies that we all embody so it feels to me and i'm not saying i'm right about anything these are just the things that have resonated with me right Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. (laughs) um it just seems like as a collective and in the sort of macro of the industry I'm in as a storyteller that we're we're trying to call in more of the feminine, you know, for all of us. But it gets right. confusing when in our stories we just like replace the superhero body with a female, but she's still operating with all the same traits. That's mm-hmm. a little bit confusing, you know what is she doing differently to bring the feminine forth rather than just saying instead of casting a man i'm going to cast a woman well what's different in the story what's different about how she's operating how are her superpowers different you know and so that's what i think you and i were talking about is approaching the feminine and the masculine as an energy rather than strictly anatomy
2: you right. know yeah, um, I, I feel like that to me is definitely the more productive way to go about it. When we were having that conversation, I just became so much more enlightened and it allowed me to have a broader scope on our topic because um, it, now it, it's like also not just a female thing. It also is how can we make this more comfortable also for men to be able to have and experience their feminine energy as well? you know how as women how are we able to channel our masculine energy and also let men have that safety to experience that too um i feel like in the south probably or maybe not just in the south it could be anywhere uh that men might feel like the word feminine energy in association with them might be like you know uh masculating or something <laughs> yeah <laughs> But with us yeah. it's like, oh, how can we get that masculine energy in order to accomplish the things we need to do and to be taken seriously and to get that check or to get that accolade or you know mm-hmm. And so, that's where I
0: think the imbal- a lot of the imbalances come from, right of just like not realizing that there's other ways to do it, not realizing that we don't have to be competitive with the man. We don't have to do it the way the man would do it. right. Um, mm-hmm. But that's part of the programming, right? Like, do you, I mean, you also modeled. Mm
3: -hmm. I mean, that's
0: been a part of your life, right?
3: Yes. Mm -hmm.
0: So how, have you had experiences that where you felt degrading to the feminine, to where you had to maybe overly exercise that masculine energy in order to feel as an equal?
2: um probably my whole life i was raised with a single dad so i feel like i just naturally have a lot of this masculine energy Um, It's just literally the way I was brought up. It's like, oh, that's what you want, just go and get it. Oh, you have a problem, just say what the issue is. And I don't, I feel like (laughs) maybe it's gotten me into more trouble than not, but at least people know where I'm coming from and then I don't have to worry about it. But um, as far as being a model is concerned, I'll say that I feel like where it has been the most difficult is not necessarily inside of the modeling world. Because in the modeling world, it's usually handled very professionally. But if it's like, I'm a model inside of another career, you know, where Mm -hmm. it's like, oh, well, she's the model. It's Mm
1: -hmm. Like, well,
2: I'm also a producer and I'm also a this and the that, you know, I've been uh, writing since I was four, you know, I went to school at Strasburg. I mean, there are so many different ways to be defined than Mm just your outer, but um, and, and so I feel like if it's, it's not necessarily inside the modeling world, like I said, it's like when it comes into other areas, maybe um, as far as the masculine energy is concerned, like you were saying before, it doesn't just come from the male side. It has mm-hmm. also come from um, a female side too. And uh, I feel like you have a little bit of the story that, I mean, I would really like to get into where it's like, you know, we are screaming for this type of equality, but even females in the industries that we're working in are the ones that aren't going aren't rising up to actually support the other females. They're the ones talking about the other females behind their backs and they're the ones, um, you know putting the other females down so they can feel like they're getting ahead because there are usually only like one position or two positions for females on a team, whatever it
0: would be. Mm -hmm.
2: You know, it's Mm -hmm. like a team of guys and like two females. So that feel like the females always have to be pitted against each other to have some kind of weird drama. That's one Mm -hmm. thing I wish would stop. I feel like that's just exhausting.
0: (laughs) Just this like attitude of creating conflict between women Mm -hmm. that's sort of manufactured or it's like actual conflict that they have
2: some I feel like most of the time it's manufactured and then sometimes the people play into it sometimes right yeah I mean it's 50 50 for me um you know sometimes you'll get on set and everybody is just amazing and professional and wonderful and then other times you get on set and it's like whatever my position would be you know you have like yeah, a couple of people who for whatever reason just have it out for you and if it's the fe- if it's like a female counterpart that I'm working with and they just ugh, th- there's nothing worse than coming onto set and feeling like you're being prejudged because of your gender mm-hmm, or because of mm-hmm. something that other people would actually value in you okay. so uh, yes that is definitely something I experience on sets but it's not necessarily inside of the modeling world
0: and then it's like this fear mongering around speaking up or defending yourself. Like if you do that, you
2: might not work. Right. Um HR, I experienced that a lot. Right. HR. I don't feel like a lot of HR does what it's supposed to do. It's not protecting the people who speak up. It's prote- it's it's defending the people who are already, you know, positioned in power. So
3: mm-hmm. if there's
2: some way that we can start protecting those who come forward it would make it I feel like it would just make it easier and more. you know the workspace would be a much more professional scenario Mm -hmm.
0: and so much of our industry is about um your fame and cachet and what we even say as value on a film like if you're a star you're bringing value if you're Mm -hmm. an investor you're bringing value Which is automatically devaluing all the foundational support, which I'm very familiar with because I came up that way as a production Mm -hmm. assistant or an assistant to an assistant to an assistant. Like I've done (laughs) all the all the things, and it's like, well, that's not considered added value per se. Mm
3: -hmm. So,
0: if if I in that position have an issue with someone in one of those valued positions it would be me that would have to go away because you can't lose your star, right? Can't lose your, your investor. Right. Right. Um, Mm -hmm. so that's a very, very, very tricky thing. Um, and it definitely makes you not want to report things.
2: Right. Right. It makes you want to not come forward. It makes it almost impossible to. Oh, I think I just had a little bit of a, are you still there?
0: Uh Uh-oh, you're on Instagram.
2: Yeah. Okay. I lost a little power. Are you there now?
0: (laughs) Yeah, I don't know if we can hear you now. Or see you, you're frozen. Okay, there you are. But now your phone's moving all around.
2: <laughs> are you there?
0: I can hear you, but I don't see you.
2: Okay, on Instagram. Um, oh, there so you are. I? There you okay. are.
0: You're good. Okay.
2: You're good. Okay, good. <laughs> Sorry about that. My lost a little bit of power, so I had to plug it in, and I think it threw things off. Um, That's okay. So is, and as far as as far as where. Um, how do you feel like in your scenarios that you've had to combat that? Like, how do you feel like you've been able to overcome it or get around maybe other females or? Um, Well, I've,
0: I've been talking about this more and more. It's, uh, there are definitely many scenarios where I wasn't able to share, you know, about a situation, but, um, I feel like I just didn't take that in as any kind of issue. Do you know what mm-hmm. I mean? Like my coping mechanism was very much with leading with the masculine too, it was like, I'm a warrior. I'm in survival yeah. mode. My parents yeah. aren't supporting me. I just gotta make sure I keep working, keep working and keep working. And if that means keeping my mouth shut, that means keeping my mouth shut, you know? But as I become a leader, as I've become the director, become the producer, it's definitely taught me that I want to know everything that's going on. Um, I want to vet a lot of my team. You know, you don't get to as a director a lot of times meet people ahead of time. Um, And so sometimes, you know, my producers or line producer would be like, Jen, are you sure you want to be at all these interviews? And it's like, you don't have to be, you know? And it's like, well, yeah, I won't be at all of them because that's impossible physically, but I'll be at as many as I can because I mm-hmm. want to feel the energy of who's going to be like working on my set.
2: It's so um, important.
0: Yeah. And I just think the weight of celebrity is also really dangerous in this, um, in this entire conversation because if you're an emerging artist or if you're someone that doesn't have the strong lawyers and the strong publicists and the strong right. resources behind you, right. it's really, really hard to feel empowered to defend yourself or to say, I'm being accused of something I didn't do or mm-hmm. um, just to use your voice. You know, right. I think with social media and, and where we're at, it's just a lot of unfiltered, non-fact checking, also accusations. As, and that kind of diminishes the real stories too. It's just very, very confusing. I feel like we're in a very confusing time with how to deal with all of the information that's being thrown at
2: us. Well, you're an activist and you're a leader and you have a very large heart for um, the female gender. I feel like you just have a large heart for people in general, of course. But um, how, you just kind of went through something. Is it all right if I sort of bring up that scenario I, and not maybe yeah, name names? Yeah, go
0: ahead. I, yeah, can I just me? feel like in a minute, we may end up shutting down Instagram and going strictly to Facebook just because it keeps going in and out.
2: Okay, okay.
0: We can try so it, I, We can try it for another minute and I'll just let you know.
2: Okay, so um, because you were talking about the celebrity, um... Do you feel like you've been in a situation that you've maybe had some sort of bullying or aggression towards you by a celebrity and maybe that yeah you know what this is,
0: it, it's it's too good i'm gonna I'm gonna end Instagram so okay. that we can make sure that we get the good recording and if anyone wants to come to Facebook, that's on Instagram we're, okay. we're on Facebook so I'm gonna end Instagram right now and um we can take out the headset, so okay. we are still live on Facebook, and turn up your computer. Hey, babe. Okay. Okay. Let's make sure we. Oh. This will yeah. be a little more relaxed. Okay, so go ahead and ask your question.
2: Um. So here we are. Um. Am Am I? Is the sound and everything okay?
0: Yeah, everything's good. Yeah.
2: Okay, so uh, do you feel like you've been in a situation or can you tell us a little bit about something that you've been in? Because you are definitely very involved in um, a few movements right now. Uh, Can you tell us about a time or a situation that you were in where you might've felt a little bit of a bullying nature from a celebrity or?
0: Yeah, I was actually recalling one that happened when I was like 19 or 20. Mm -hmm. Um, are, Are you okay? Yeah, I'm okay. Um, and and I was reminded of that in my head (laughs) are you sure you're okay
2: yeah that was from forever ago I'm just sitting here now but the lag on Facebook is doing something different than the zoom
0: oh okay I'm not on Facebook anyway um don't look at Facebook just don't. okay yeah
2: Yeah. that's exactly what it is it keeps tripping me up (laughs) go ahead
0: just just don't even have it open yeah just yeah um Something happened recently that reminded me of something that also happened when I was like 20. And recently it was with somebody well-known, female. And the one when I was 20 was with somebody well-known male um, in cahoots with a female producer. And so these are like 20 years apart. But it's interesting how certain events trigger memory because I sort of hadn't, really thought about the one 20 years ago in a long, long time.
2: Can you go into it? They were
0: both um, accusations of things that I had no idea what they were talking about. Absolutely had no idea what they were talking about. Um, In the 20-year-ago instance, I literally was being targeted because I was flirting with a boy, this sounds so ridiculous, that the producer had a thing for, that I did not know she had a thing for, right? So she she crafted this whole scenario of me stealing something from her personally, which this all sounds really superficial, except it's so traumatic because I walked into a lunch, a cast and crew lunch on a day of shooting with like 200 people, and she was the producer was best friends with the star of the movie. And he literally stood up when I entered and had me thrown out and escorted off set and to never ever, ever come back. And I didn't even know why. I'd been working for over a month, busting my ass, family with the whole team. I was even his preferred PA. And it just was like this total 180. I walked into lunch and they were like, get her the hell out of here. Walkies, come get her, come get her. Like this whole, like in a dream. Yeah. And I was gonna report to the union. I finally found out that I was being, um, I was the scapegoat for some uh, personal thievery of this woman who was addicted to narcotics. I was being accused of taking her narcotics. I've never even had a surgery. Like I've never even taken one to this day. Like I've just never have, it's just not my thing. So I was like, wait, what? Um, And she had a drug problem. It turned out she ended up having to like leave anyway because of her health issues. And it was all just so dramatic. And because I was gonna go report it to the union, the investors called me back in to finish the job. Hmm once they knew she was gonna be leaving because of her health. Otherwise we couldn't be there at the same time. But it was literally like, you cannot report this, Jen. It was like, your livelihood will be shattered. And the way that they found redemption and my 19, 20 year old self also felt it was redemption. Although looking back, I would have handled it differently, um, was asking me to come back for the last couple days. Because at that stage of my life, all I wanted to do was finish the job. Because right. I would still romanticize the bonds with cast and crew, and I wanted to be there, and I wanted to go to the wrap party, and I wanted it on my resume, and I wanted all those things. Right. An older, a more conscious version of myself maybe would have not gone back and and reported it. Totally. Um. But I was in I was in a different stage, and so that's that's what happened. And then. 20 years later,
2: what can you do? Like you said, you're just in this place of like, what is it even what I will say, do, how will it matter? Will it, but sorry, go ahead. Yeah,
0: no, that's true too. Like, what is this? You know, it mattered somewhat because they did everything to stop me from reporting it, but I just, you know, I didn't know. And then recently I also got accused of something that I guess was based on a rumor. Somebody had the wrong last name or I don't really know i was like connecting with this person completely fine and then all of a sudden out of the blue it was like i heard this thing about you and i will whistle blow you if you respond to this and i was like i didn't even she didn't even give me details she didn't even tell me what it was what she heard so i could say like oh shit that happened on my set i didn't know i would take ownership or oh you have the wrong person that's not me or but we i just felt like very um i guess enlightened and also saddened because is that how we're giving voice to this to each other Mm -hmm. is to imagine something or vaguely hear something or and to just come and like just shut someone down and to do what we're saying is not okay right That's why people are coming out decades later. They felt like they couldn't have a voice. And this particular person has been through that. So I felt like, oh, this cycle is being perpetuated. Mm -hmm. Obviously she may not be aware of that. That may not be her intention. She may think it's totally in line with her integrity to go and operate this way. But it just raised a lot of questions for me.
2: Had you done um, other work like were you guys working towards a specific goal together when this accusation happened this last time?
0: Yeah we were going to do a very 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 small like collaboration Um, we were both you know vibing off of each other's art and work and things and uh, shared values Mm -hmm. (laughs) Um, so I was glad you know, I feel like to see true colors, whether it's about the person or even just about our culture, because I think this unfiltered, not fact-checking rampage is part of the healing process and also dangerous, right? Like we live in a polarizing human experience. So it, was, it just brought up a lot, you know,
2: Right. Well, it's, it just seems to be such an immature way to handle something. And so if we're trying to, if, if we as females are trying to end this cycle and we're trying to, um, like I'm a mom, I try to teach my son how to communicate. And in doing that, I am learning how to become a better communicator, I hope. And that's, I, that's one of my goals also for any industry in which I work Um, hopefully I can leave the scenario or be in a scenario where it creates a space that we can have communication, safety, open communication and understand each other. You know, some guys, I'm not giving excuses to them at all, but they have no idea that some of the things they say are offensive and horrific. And then, um, but you know, also on the other hand, there are females in, you know, certain positions that don't strongly um, say, stop that and stand up for the things that are right too. So, Mm -hmm. sorry, just interjecting right there for a second. No,
0: it's a conversation. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, No, it's true. It's like, we have to be able to implement our boundaries, um, and stay and be, and be in the feminine also at the same time, I think.
2: Right. And and so with this last scenario, you guys weren't able to have any kind of conversation at all. Is it is has your conversation about anything else ended? Do you still have a line where you can like reach out and be like, what was that all about?
0: No. There was it was just a block. Mm-hmm. But when someone is in a you know, in an irrational state, it does become a question of is that conversation a good use of my energy right or is this conversation a better use of my energy right because vibrationally I want to align right with people where the conversation can be on equal on an equal field.
3: Mm -hmm.
0: I don't particularly want to have to defend myself or school somebody who's in their own process and on their own path. Right. I think if you're stepping into a leadership role, we have a lot more power with each other when we're interacting as equals. Mm-hmm. And hopefully people tune into what we're talking about, you know, now. I don't know what I would accomplish with her. I'm not sure. hmm You know, of course, I wanted to have a conversation,
2: but... I feel like that's why she's... This person isn't taken seriously very often. Not very often, but I feel like that's kind of been the history of it. And it's a shame. I feel like what the message is is being lost because the execution hasn't been there in the past. Mm -hmm. And especially with this celebrity, um, I feel like that is the issue. And everybody knows that the celebrity has gone through a ton of stuff and we've all seen it. But I feel like one of the reasons why it does continue is because the femininity or the feminine side of the conversation isn't it's not safe to be out there or if they're she's the people are so inside of their process that it damages
3: Mm -hmm.
2: right so with her she's so inside of her process that it's actually becoming damaging to other females that are also in that same scenario
0: yes yes and now it's like a new wave of i don't know if it's new but it's, it's an unveiling of another layer where the victim can be seen as the predator, the perpetrator, the, you know, and it's, it's sad because I don't want it to have to continue like that. You know, are you okay?
2: Yeah. I'm just getting a little emotional. I don't know why.
0: Oh, you don't know why?
2: No, this is like, it's a good topic. It's just, you know. Yeah just know that people are going through a lot of things right now. And if we can help each other, the, how powerful that can be. I just like the fact that we're having a dialogue about it.
0: Yeah, me too. And it, and it was, it, it's a question of, it really made me look at how would I handle that situation? Right. I was about to collaborate with someone and then heard something.
2: Right. Right. I
0: was her, let's say.
2: Right. How, how do you think you would have handled that differently?
0: I mean, I'm, I'm 99.9% certain I would have called the person and been like, hey, I heard this. I would have shared details about what the thing was because I don't even know like what it was. Um, and been like, can you explain it? This is concerning as we're moving forward. And use my intuition. Let my intuition be my guide. Because mm-hmm. there's so much power also in hearing something that you intuit is just completely off and moving forward with that person.
3: Mm -hmm.
0: That's powerful. And walking away from a collaboration when something feels off is also powerful. Mm -hmm. But the intuition needs, for me, needs to be the guide, not like the peanut gallery in the background, in the background, because like we're so just saturated and so much. Imagine if you just acted on whims based on things you just kind of hear or think or right yo that <laughs> that's like
2: you're not based on anything if that's the case you know what i mean you're just, yeah. Yeah. and
0: then if there is something it's like allowing someone to be accountable and responsible for that mm-hmm. is part of the healing too right not just shaming and alienating and
2: yeah i just feel like um it's just a, a. It's a very. I'm. I'm. Har- I'm hurt or I'm bothered by the fact that somebody ha- with such a strong following has handled something like this in such a poor way, mm-hmm. especially when they have um, just so much ability to shine light on something like this. Mm-hmm. So, um, well, what? What was it that you were? Do you want to go into maybe what it was that you were wanting to? go into with that project? Is that something that you want to talk about?
0: Oh, all we were doing was one of these episodes. Oh, okay. Yeah.
2: Okay. okay. Yeah. Well, that's amazing. I'm just so sad that uh I don't know, that that whole conversation wasn't able to happen with you and that the benefit of the doubt wasn't given. So Yeah, but it's also
0: humanizing the icon, right? Like mm-hmm. we're we're lifting the veil, we're opening up this conversation and that was like a great catalyst for for us to go into it which I think is really important you know and I had never really thought about the varying cultures just within our country that how masculinity is even thought of in Nashville compared to LA Mm -hmm. do you see men like working on this as well like there's a lot here of like men's circles and discussion around like emotional intelligence and things
2: oh no you um know? I, def- I definitely have a i have separate separate circles of men i guess you would say i guess just people in general um the more sensitive side um I don't know. How do I answer this? Not generally your question, not, no. not usually, but I definitely do feel like there are sensitive men here. They just, I, I feel like when you start bringing in the, the, the verbiage that you and I were talking about, that a lot of men get uncomfortable mm-hmm. and they think that it's something that's like you said, or like I said, or like emasculating, like, Oh, don't, don't talk about. Me having a feminine side, or um, I wish it were something that was more available here. But, but I mean, people who have men who have um, self confidence and they are confident, like you know, just in their own circle and who they are. They, I feel like they are wonderful people and they're open to the conversation and they, they treat ladies amazingly. Um, I think that the ones that just are kind of insecure, maybe don't know how to touch on this topic.
0: <laughs> yeah. And also this, mis- this conception of like, if you're in touch with your feminine side, that suddenly means like you're actually behaving differently um, in terms of your mannerisms or something. Right, right. And in fact, like men who have that feminine side in check, tend to sometimes seem more masculine because it does bring out that confidence and that ability to be the protector without being so aggressive. It's like a quiet strength that comes when they hone that energy. So it's not like being feminine, (laughs) you know?
2: Right. And maybe it's, it might be even associated with like an orientation. Maybe guys would think, oh, well, if it's the feminine, whatever, yes. they're, doing, so they're feminine, whatever, maybe they're like, oh, I'm not good. And it's like, yeah, I'm talking about that.
0: <laughs> they'll catch up they'll catch up. We all, we all start somewhere, you know?
2: but I don't want to at all say anything bad against, um, the Southern people and the Southern guys that I know. Cause I was raised in a really great area where the men here, you know, they've been amazing throughout my life. Um, there are only a select few that kind of ruin it for the rest of the great guys. And then, and then the guys that are good are kind of like, well, what do you mean? You know, I thought that I was always a great guy. And it's like, well, yeah, you, but I'm not talking about you. I'm talking about the ones that aren't great, you know? Yeah. And I really feel like a lot of times that, I was just telling my boyfriend this, that a lot of times it's the men who have stood up for um, females, and that has made a really big difference. And I really, I wish that the females were doing that as much as the males were doing.
0: Yes, and I encountered that in the making of the Mary Pickford story. People were always like, oh, you know, I'm sure you're getting so many support, so much support from women. And it was like, actually we're meeting the most resistance from women,
3: you know?
0: Our investors are male and it's been really hard to get Hollywood to embrace the story of the female founder of Hollywood, you know? But resistance is also an invitation. So it's been just an interesting exploration of where we're at in the zeitgeist. It's not about blaming women. It was just like, oh, this is interesting. It's not just a resistance to Mary Pickford. It's also about how we told the story, which is like really humanizing her, you know, which is really scary for, for some reason. Um, but we embrace those things, right? That's why I, I do it the way I do it. But mm-hmm. it's, uh, that's another topic. But it is, it's been really hard for women to step up.
2: It's, and I, I, it, uh, It's, it's always great to have that male support. I wish that we had more female support. Yeah. Yeah. Um, And maybe that's something that you and I can even focus on on our own is maybe, you know, bringing up that male, that female voice.
0: Yeah.
2: um, Making sure that, you know, women are supportive of each other. More or in yeah. a more effective way, you know, maybe not feeling so threatened by somebody, you know just more appreciative it's It's like that saying about one flower not being concerned about the other flower, they still yeah. bloom, you know
0: I love
3: that, i
2: uh-huh. <laughs> wish That's- I thought of it. <laughs>
0: Well, it's great to think of it now, even if you didn't
3: write it,
0: you know. <laughs> I, love um, you. <laughs> I love you too. And look at Chelio's drawing. I want to hear what this is. Oh my
2: gosh. Is he going to talk to us about it he right says, now? Yes,
3: Chelio. Eccomi. Hey, <sighs>
1: I'm here. OK. Ooh. Today, uh, girls. it's the girl's day girl's day (laughs) I want to try now to explain me what I read in this because it's coming very fast and then uh, I need more time because something inside of me want to say something but a powerful a woman today becoming and I want to say uh, what I think about this. Okay. My view is uh, <laughs> I saw uh, some bamboo.
0: Bamboo.
1: Bamboo. 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 The bamboo. Bamboo uh, is very <laughs> difficult to eliminate it. People mm. think to uh, submission a bamboo no bamboo win bamboo yeah, is a woman.
3: Wins. <laughs> <Yeah>. bamboo
1: <laughs> is a woman because bamboo find the space everywhere for come out because we have some like uh, a soldier but it's inside of bamboo and then is dominated by woman and then we saw oh, wow. a woman like uh Two, three centuries ago, like ancient woman with the head like what's name a Renaissance time or medieval time like this, and in progression, bamboo, and then and it's coming a very a shiny face. Yes, we are. We are a woman. We exist. Is in the top of the bamboo you know, this is the plan, it's sacrifice, wow. working, leaves, and then, yes, we are, and on the top we have something, look in the future, look up, look up, yes, it's not finished wow. with, with the, uh, own shining and, and brilliant things, but we have many more to do, look up.
3: That looks like and a lion.
1: <laughs> this is another plant. This is a, a first woman is close, not talking, because not possible to say what thinking. But inside, a bamboo. Bamboo is coming, 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 coming. And, uh, oh, we have a black woman. We have a black woman inside to the plants. It's uh, a word about a black people, I think so. And then this is another woman. This is like a pioneer in America many times ago. Wow. And then working for, working for the freedom and broken. is no barrier. She wants to go over the limit and the other plants <laughs> it's nice i love it <laughs> this is uh, a, another bamboo 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 because bamboo you never suppress it bamboo exists because bamboo is life the bamboo is everywhere is is very important for japanese people bamboo because bamboo is in the temple is everywhere
0: so it's like the feminine strength
1: this is another feminine but uh, like uh, looking down because some problem or something but working, 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 lives, lives, lives. is the progress. I saw a progress of woman because a man is smart but woman is much more smart, I know. <laughs> Women can yeah. everywhere. We have like eyes everywhere. Yeah. <laughs> we have in the top we have a woman mm. with a uh, hat can protect her but the hat is two birds maybe three <laughs> and then bird is a fly bird is a freedom and then uh my read about today is very strange because it's very completely different <laughs> work about,
0: yeah it's uh, very different jelio
1: and uh, we have a plantation of bamboo. It's crazy. It's so I cool. saw like, a bamboo like uh, not really anarchist, but a bamboo go where we want to go. Is uh, need a freedom, and then no have limits. Go, go, go. So it's
0: boundless. Bamboo just
1: goes wherever it wants to go. A woman. A woman inside is part of bamboo. It's like uh bamboo representations. So I don't know, my word maybe it's not <laughs> it,
0: it's think. very strong, Telio. It's like strength and, and many faces and being able to see all around, you know?
1: Yeah. I'm very emotional today because uh-huh. I love woman. Woman mm-hmm. is the word, I have to be respect and I want woman like president, yes.
0: Yeah, woman president. <laughs>
2: yeah.
1: <laughs> and then, and this is my work today. Thank you everybody because-
2: Thank you, Chelio. Thank you so much, Chelio. Yes. You, uh, uh,
1: is, uh, is the energy can I perceive today uh, some a bit sad but angry, but I want to win. You know, a, a woman,
0: sad and angry, is but we a want
1: lot to win. of importance. <laughs> it's the most intelligent people. <laughs> uh, you know, man is a muscle. It's okay. Man is intelligent, but without woman, we don't have family. We don't have gestion about house. House is the world. House is the life. House mm-hmm. is understand what we need.
0: Thank you, Chelio.
2: Thank you so much.
0: Yeah, I love the bamboo metaphor. So powerful. Powerful. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Do you have any closing words,
2: Ah, Thank you for letting me be a part of your conversation. I love you.
3: (laughs) I love you too. Thank you.
2: And you can call and talk with me anytime. (laughs) Yes.
0: In the next couple days we're gonna do it. Yeah. I love you.
2: I love you so much.
0: Have a beautiful day.
2: You too. Power to you, baby.
0: You
3: too. Bye. Bye.